0: This podcast is supported in part by Australian Ethical.
1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile.
3: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.
2: He's returned. Lewis has come back to us. He's back. Uh, hello, Hey,
1: Dan. Sorry, uh, I wasn't here last week.
2: That That's okay. Do you know who was mostly concerned about that? Who's that? My mother. She She sent me a text. <laughs> <laughs> she sent me a text. The question was... Is Lewis still doing the podcast?
1: Oh, sorry. I mean, I only missed one in like 10 years. <laughs> sorry. I'll be totally honest. I just forgot. Then that's fine. That's all it was. It was nothing more significant than that. I was in Melbourne. I was visiting my family. I was doing some live shows there. I just slipped my mind.
2: hundred percent. It happens to me all the time. At about 3 p.m. on a Thursday, I wish I could forget. This podcast has to be recorded. (laughs) We've got a few things to mention at the top of the show before we get stuck into it. First of all, um, we've got the People's Choice Awards for the Australian Podcast Festival. Uh, That link is out now. It's in our show notes. So please, if you are people and you like... To choose Irrational Fear as the as your favourite podcast, please hit that link and select us. That would be marvellous. We've got a few, few less listeners than many of the more listened to podcasts out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Shameless. I think they've got like a million downloads a week. <laughs> we're cracking 10,000. Right? You know, we're up there. A million
1: do they get a million a week? I
2: think a month. I think their they oh, are gonna a going a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Good for them. Yeah, good for them. And Women in Media Conference is coming up September 9. We'll be performing there. But also the one that you should all try to get to is our tip-top tour. We are going mm. to the Torres Strait to perform a Rational Fear at Thursday Island Bowls Club on the uh, 18th of September. So do come along to that. Are you excited about that, Lewis?
1: I'm so excited. I've never been there. I've never been, you know, that far north. You know who hasn't been
2: there in five years? Their local who? member, Warren <laughs> Warren Tench, hasn't been there. We're no, going to go there. kidding. Because, quite frankly, those people need a voice. Someone's got to do it. It's got to be wow. us.
1: I, I'm pumped. I can't wait. I, I, I am so excited about that show.
2: I'm recording my end of Irrational Fear on the land of the Gunungurra and Tharawal people. This October, let's try listening. Vote yes for the voice.
4: The following program contains medium, coarse language and traces of nuts. A rational fear recommends listening by immature audiences. Comedians, experts, laughing at the world as it burns down around us. (laughs) This is. Are you ready? A rational
2: fear. Are you ready? Tonight, Brisbane Lord Mayor solves the problem of homelessness by getting wealthy people to make unlivable apartments that will never go on the market to be rented by anyone who can almost afford it. That's known as the Sydney method. And Australia Post loses $384 million in an inquiry they found they lost it because they sent it with Australian Post. And no campaigners are furious that they can't vote with an X or use their iPads. It's the 31st of August 2023 with more job offers than Mark McGowan. This is Irrational Fear.
4: Here we go. This is a rational
1: fear. <laughs>
2: Hello, welcome to Rational Fear. I'm your host, former Qantas CEO, Dan Illich, and this is the podcast that takes the news and dips it in gravy. And we've got some gravy connoisseurs tonight. They're a comedian, writer and practitioner of climate ASMR from pedestrian and FBI radio. It's Izzy Phillips. Welcome, Izzy. Hello.
3: Thanks for having me on.
2: Now, Izzy, how do you do climate ASMR? Is that just like burning houses around (laughs) you uh, in your ear? Is that how that works?
3: Yeah, look, it's a whole bunch of things. I mean, I guess that's like the one beauty of the climate crisis is that it reaches literally everything. So you can kind of chew on stuff, tap on stuff, you know, it's all there. It's all climate ASMR.
2: <laughs> Everything's private. Mm-hmm. And despite me asking my agent many times, they're the only guest that we've had on Irrational Fear that has also been on Help, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, <laughs> which is exactly what they said when they tried to leave Channel 10 newsroom for good. It is Tash Exelby. <laughs> Welcome, Tash.
4: <laughs> Hello, Mr Illick. I think that, that is the finest introduction I've ever had. Wow. Um, Man, and
2: you've been in show business a long time. When I say show business, you know, the news. That's,
4: that's true. I mean, I've also been sacked twice. I'm chasing the trifecta. So, you know, a, a nice intro isn't always, <laughs> you know, it's not the best compliment I can give you.
2: <laughs> and he's been gallivanting around the country, remembering the time he used to be a youth broadcaster all those days ago. It's
1: Lewis Hobber. Hello. Yes. Uh, thrilled to be back uh, doing Irrational Fear again apologies to Gwen and all others that I missed it last week <laughs> but uh, yeah really excited to be back <laughs>
2: Uh Gwen's my mum. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> Tash, do you have any advice for someone who's recently been unemployed uh, in the media for Lewis? You know, uh, Lewis had a you know a, a bit of a departure from the, the, the national broadcaster.
4: Well firstly, Lewis, I guess my first piece of advice to you would be maybe don't forget to attend a podcast that you've been doing for many years. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah.
2: Pop that one yeah. in the diary. Yeah. But
4: It's not called unemployment, it's called fun employment and, as I've been told, you will never be lucky enough to not work again. I'm not saying that that's not going to be pushing trolleys at Woolworths.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And that is a perfectly fine career choice for those who like to do that.
4: Sure. Coming up later,
2: we'll ask, when's the voice? We'll try and understand it, but first here is a message from this week's sponsor.
0: The price of food, petrol, all up. Savings, bank balance, all down. At Woolworths, we get what families go through because we put them through it. The cost of living is sky high, just like our record profits. You can thank us later. That's also why we're keeping an eye on you with an industrial surveillance complex to catch you trying to feed your family at the expense of our shareholders. After all, it's how we get our Woolies worth. Like record levels of Woolies worth. Wow, a dividend. We're Woolworths, the fascist people.
2: Maybe a bit too much on that one. <laughs> this week's first fear.
1: <laughs> I, I was with you until the fascists. I'm like, I don't uh, I, I don't think I'm living under the oppressive Woolworths thumb. <laughs> well, uh,
2: well, I mean, you, were, you did you live through the, the, the Ujis or the Muji? What were they called? <laughs> the Ushis? The great Ushi dictatorship. We all lived under it. It was terrible.
1: Yeah, look, until we have to visit the embalmed body of the great Ushi, it's okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) When the Ushi craze was big, right, it was like pandemic time Mm. and everyone was collecting Ushis. We had some Ushis and I thought I had a rare one and I put it (laughs) on eBay and I I mentioned to my partner that I was doing this Mm. and then I started getting hits on eBay and uh, the person on eBay requested I take photos of it floating, um, and then requested I I show different positions of the ushi in, in water to prove that it was a real ushi. Oh. And it was revealed to me that that person was my partner logging <laughs> <laughs> logging on, <laughs> on the <to> eBay. <laughs> Yeah, so thank you Kate. That's well done. really good. This week's first fear. Look, I know we're going to do it. It's divisive. Um it's been in the media a lot this week, but let's do it. Let's talk worms. A woman from southeast New South Wales went to Canberra Hospital complaining of forgetfulness and headaches and after an MRI they discovered a wriggling worm in her brain. The neurosurgeon said it's a once in a career finding, which <laughs> made this woman feel so good that her brain worms Made his career, Dr. Worm. (laughs) The worm they pulled out was still alive. So it was in Canberra, so they just put it in a box and sent it to the CSIRO, and the scientists there looked at it and went, yep, it's a worm. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Apparently the worm is a common parasite of carpet pythons. It, it, like, hangs out in their feces, and this woman may have accidentally eaten carpet python feces. And, And look, if that's her kink... I don't want to yuck her yum, but that is yuck. Uh, (laughs) Izzy Phillips, do you have uh, worms on the brain this week?
3: Well, I am utterly obsessed with this because all of the symptoms are kind of just like symptoms of burnout. So I'm like, wow, am I burnt out or do I just (laughs) literally have eight centimetre parasites crawling around my brain? It's a 50-50 gamble at this point. They think that she's ingested it through the carpet python pooing on warrigal greens, which she foraged. And it's like lit the foraging community like, a Twitter, like, they're all talking about this, like, shocking discovery if they should still be foraging. And I just, like, love this idea of, like, the foraging community coming together over this kind of, like, once-in-a-lifetime event of an eight-centimetre worm in a brain.
2: Yeah, I mean, sure, this this woman's brain has been decimated by this worm, <laughs> but it's done wonders for the foraging community. I didn't know the foraging community existed until this this event happened. It's amazing.
4: I'm not
3: sure. It's that pretty I'm incredible.
4: incredible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would have thought after the poisoned mushrooms debacle of like 2 weeks ago the foraging community was already a buzz.
3: <laughs> I honestly think it's a symptom of a cost of living crisis. People are out there foraging at all costs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 stealing in a way. It's stealing from mother earth. Foraging,
2: yeah. Mother Earth needs some AI and some cameras like Woolworths
1: yeah. has got to check <laughs> to, to, just, to keep a
2: track of what <laughs> what feces is coming in and out of their grasses.
1: Because I've been reading like silly news aggressively every day for a decade, but now <laughs> I'm I'm off. Like I'm sw- I'm actually having a a news like holiday at the moment. I haven't read the news in like two weeks, and I have seen this pop up on the social media. I've seen the worm discourse, and I've been so tempted. It's like it's like I've gone cold turkey on wacky news, and someone has come in with the sweet, sweet good stuff. And they're like, "This is brainworm. They're in New South Wales. It's a local story." And I'm like, "Oh, maybe just a treat.
2: <laughs> this is just the parasite. I need to chow down on my serotonin."
4: <laughs> I have been obsessed with this story, though. Like, I'm like, "How did the worm get into the woman's?" Brain, like, did she mm. inhale it through her sinuses, the egg that is, or something like that? But, <laughs> uh, from what I've read, it would have gone into the gut, but the worm didn't want to be there because they're like, This isn't a rat, this isn't a bandicoot, this isn't home, oh. and it's made its way up through several of her organs into her brain. Like it actually travelled there live. I don't know like what she felt or what not. As they go
2: through an organ, do they like leave a plaque? Like (laughs) this worm travelled through my lungs in 2023.
1: Yeah, it's the the worm equivalent of climbing Everest. It's like there's something up there. and we will find out what it is. On the way, it's just wiggling past the bodies of several other dead worms from around the world. There's rich worms that have travelled there to see if they could get to the top of the the woman mountain.
3: I feel like this is like the... the, Her body is like uh, this. Worm is living the rental crisis in her body because <laughs> it's because what's happened is every organ that it's been pushed out of it's because her immune like immune system is been pushing the worm, so it finally got to her brain where it thought it was safe, and then a surgeon's come in and literally evicted it out of her brain.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> and it's God. always the surgeons, the landowners, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got I own four brains. We really need
2: to get elbow onto this to get more brains for more worms. <laughs> Built by 2025.
4: Something We like, need more. Bro- <laughs> I was surprised, though, when the doctor who initially who was operating thought that they were removing a tumour because that's what they thought that hmm. the MRI had displayed, got freaked out. I mean, I, I understand you don't expect to find a worm in someone's brain, but they were like, ew, this is disgusting, and I'm like... You work in people's brains every day. Like, isn't that a confronting sight enough? (laughs)
1: Because a brain just looks like a huddled mass of a thousand worms. Indeed. Indeed. Something to think about.
3: (laughs) I just love the worm agenda that's being pushed. We're talking about worms. I think worms are awesome. And now there's all of this discourse around the different types of worms. And I just think (laughs) it's really good for worm visibility as a whole. (laughs) i'm not
4: sure the woman with the eight centimeter worm in her brain would agree with you izzy but okay let's run with that
3: but like that's also kind of awesome she's forever the woman with the worm in her brain like you know she's at some random function and she'd be like oh hi um you know my name is such and such and i'm the lady that had the eight centimeter worm in my brain and she'll be ever be fawned over it's kind of awesome
2: she also might be cancelled because she she killed a worm.
1: I wonder if it will be annoying for her. Like every time she like forgets her keys or something, they'll go, eh, rain worm. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, would you would you lead with it? Like, I guess, would you like if you are you know you're a single person? You're if you're running up, late, yeah, you're loading yeah, up yeah. your your day sorry, guys. profile. Sorry, guys. Oh, worms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like because I'm sorry. I, I used my my. Sorry,
2: sorry, son. I forgot your birthday. I've got brainworm <laughs> uh, We know what that's like. Uh, Izzy, I think you bang on. Um, let's not forget. Next Tuesday is Wear It Wriggly Day, where you need to wear <laughs> a wriggly bit of clothing <laughs> yeah. to celebrate. The Life of Worms.
4: This is a rational fear. What is rational fear?
0: It's based in fear.
4: Taking the saddest headlines and giving them a little tickle.
2: This week's Second Fear, it's been a wild fortnight for the Royal Spanish Football Federation, namely their chief, Luis Ruables, who a couple of weeks ago forced a kiss upon a player, Jenny Hermosa, on stage in Sydney at the medal ceremony for the FIFA Women's World Cup. The players were outraged. The world was outraged. They boycotted until he resigned. He refused to resign and then launched legal action against his victim. FIFA stepped in and said, well, (laughs) we're not going to have any of that, thank you very much, and suspended Rubiales for 90 days. Now, Rubiales' mum has come to his defence and tried to support Her son, by going on a hunger strike, by locking herself in a cathedral, (laughs) she didn't last too long. Um, She didn't last too long. She was taken to hospital after she felt anguished and dizzy, symptoms normally associated with being sexually assaulted in front of a billion people. Um, (laughs) Sorry,
4: I did not mean to laugh at sexual assault, but that was a funny joke, Dan Illick. (laughs)
2: Well, I'm glad it was on the record so I don't get cancelled in three <laughs> days' time. This is a saga that won't end. What is next for Rubiales? How can he possibly make this worse for himself? Lewis, would your mum go on a hunger strike if you sexually assaulted
1: someone in public? Jesus, God, I hope not. I um, I I, I don't, I know I don't want mum. to bring my mum into that. this. <laughs> Let's not drag the Hobber family into someone else's mess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's obviously awful and... Uh, The hunger strike element is news to me. I wasn't aware of that.
2: Isn't it it so bizarre? bizarre? It's so dramatic.
1: It's the 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 only part of the story I do. Like, obviously, if we remove the horrific part from it, uh, a mum going full drama and storming into a cathedral, I'm just like, (laughs) could you be a little more of a Spanish stereotype (laughs) for just one second? (laughs) Going to, on a hunger strike in a cathedral because you think it should be okay for your son to kiss women without their permission. I'm just like, Mwah! delightful.
2: Uh, <laughs> praying to the God of saint
1: patriarchy. Yeah, I love that's it. really something. Uh, how long did she last? I think it was only a couple of days. N- 90 minutes plus extra time.
3: I actually think it was <laughs> well, I think it was less because she went to hospital and then within, like, a few hours she was out. Like, I think that oh. also they need to use the church. Like, the priest left <laughs> the church and then the mother yeah. and the sister went in and, like, did a lock-in. But it's like people, doesn't the priest, like, live in the church or around the church? Like, let him back in.
2: Mm. Yeah.
3: I feel like this whole situation, it's like a parent-teacher interview night. And the mother's like, "Oh, my son would never do this," despite the fact that we have footage that was broadcast to billions of people. It's just giving like a, a mum at a parent teacher interview.
1: Totally.
3: Amen to Izzy yeah, on absolutely. that one,
4: and hopefully Louis Rubiales' mum approves of me saying amen on this podcast. <laughs> I I do enjoy just saying Rubiales, though. I must say that I do enjoy saying. It rolls that. off the
2: tongue. Yeah. yeah
4: he mounted Jenny. The footage is crystal clear. So, yep. Mrs. Ruby Alice, I hope you're doing well in hospital and recovering and hydrating, but your son did the wrong thing. So, carb up, honey, and give me his milk.
3: <laughs> did we also see that the uncle has entered the chat as well? That no. no hang on. on a second,
2: Izzy. What's, okay, go- what's going okay. on here? This
3: is like a Spanish, like, yeah. like drama. I'm obsessed
1: This is muy caliente. So,
3: Uh, absolutely. (laughs) So they worked together for a few years and then had a falling out. And then the uncle left. And now he's come out and said that he's obsessed with power and luxury and money and that he needs to be re-educated with his relationship um, with women. And he's also made these allegations that he took some of the money from the Spanish Football Federation to fly to New York to have an affair, which is just like peak family drama. (laughs)
2: <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness this is not this is this is fantastic this isn't a news story this is succession yes. this is wonderful
4: <laughs> it is there's a drama right there
2: wow Izzy, what else you got yeah, what, you, this is amazing. you're so you're so deep in this story I'm obsessed this story it
3: just keeps on going it, Because it is. It's like El succession, you know. It's like the Spanish succession.
1: It's awesome. Yeah, the real Rubialeses of, like, Madrid. It feels like it's right (laughs) around the
4: corner. It's a bit like Q&A on crack. This is a rational
2: fear. This week's third fear. And finally, the government will have a reprieve from the scrutiny of having their expenses under the microscope, at least until 2024. That's almost a full term without having any expenses looked at. We won't know how much they're expensing on travel, cabs, dinners, grange, accommodation in their own houses. We just won't know because the computer system run by the Independent Parliamentarians' Expense Authority is down. Yes, there's this new expense management system that was brought in when Bronwyn Bishop took a private helicopter from Melbourne to Geelong to go to a Liberal Party fundraiser, a helicopter ride that cost... $5,000. Five thousand dollars. Now, can anyone guess how much this computer system, which, for all intents and purposes, is pretty much Excel, it's just got to be a variation on <laughs> Excel. Guess, guess how much this 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 computer program has cost so far? Anyone?
1: Well, it costs like one hundred and thirty bucks a year to get all of like Microsoft, the Microsoft suite, like all of them. <laughs> so I reckon, you know, add a little bit of like corporate whatever. Grease on top of it, 150 dollars, one hundred fifty dollars. Oh, hundred dollars. No. That's my no, guess. No, yeah. it's way more than that. Way more
2: <laughs> than that. It is. It costs so far sixty nine million dollars. <laughs> 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 it's it's overdue. This is this expense system is overdue. It's been like well, it's been. Been dragging their feet on it for like five years. It's currently at $69 million. And like you, because you wouldn't want to spend, you wouldn't want to miss $5,000 of helicopter ride. You'd want to spend $70 million to really make sure people are spending the money correctly.
1: Is PWC building this? What the fuck?
2: Well, <laughs> I, you know, it could be Stuart Roberts' friends. Who knows? You know, fear mongers, is $70 million a small price to pay to know where Bronwyn Bishop is at all times? <laughs>
1: I mean, you just look to the skies, Dan. Look to the skies.
3: I just, I think the fact that they're blaming it on an IT error is just baffles me because it's like they're saying, there are no digital natives in here that could possibly <laughs> figure it out. You know, it's just like some crazy computer thing that we've got no idea what's going on. I, I think, Dan, that you're totally right. They should just put it in a spreadsheet. Like, but, it,
2: that's it. it. I mean, I, I spend 50 bucks a month to use zero. Like just use zero. Mm. I've seen the ads. The ad the ads make it look like fun. (laughs) The ads for zero make it look like you're having a fiesta every time you're doing your bookkeeping, which
4: isn't true, but still it's fifty bucks a month. (laughs) It is crazy though, isn't it? It is crazy. But I mean, let's not forget, in the interests of being, you know, both sides here, it was the Broman Bishop-Chopper-Gate scandal that started this whole fiasco, but this is happening under the Labor Albanese government, and they're not coming up with some very good answers about it.
1: No. Yeah,
2: I, I, mean, th- I mean, if I was them, I would, I would definitely say, oh, I know, probably can't do it
1: till the next term. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the term after that.
3: Oh, I reckon Albo's just like accidentally ordered all his Uber Eats but forgot to change like the personal to the work and he's just like got all of his Uber Eats. He's like, I can't let people know that I've had Domino's three times this week.
1: I have had Marrickville pork roll five times a day. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. For ten years.
2: Yeah, the the shame of ordering Marrickville pork roll when you are the member of Graindler and you can get Marrickville pork roll by walking ten minutes out of your door. Shame.
4: I I liked that he lined up for the pork roll. I liked it. I also mm. think it was a total media stunt.
1: Of course. My problem, <laughs> and look, I don't want to get too deep on this podcast. My issue with Marrickville pork <laughs> roll is you have one and you're famished in an hour and a half. The, there's, the bread has no, like, GI to it. Delicious on the on the mouth. But you you yeah. you've got to eat three of them to get through the afternoon.
2: Mm. That, that's why I do. It's <laughs> great. That's why I look the way, the way I do, you know.
1: <laughs> I hit
2: up Maryville pork roll for breakfast. <laughs> I got a Hong Ha mascot for lunch. Yeah. I got a Hong Ha Bondi. For, this is this is how um,
1: Albanese pork barrels. It's in a bun. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: It's funny, all this talk about accountability and transparency comes as Richard Miles, Defence Minister, is being slammed for using an RAAF jet for to the, to the tune of about $3 million over the last few years. Or one-twentieth so,
1: of a computer... <laughs>
4: I think it was $3.6 <laughs> but I don't want to pull you up on your own podcast.
2: $3.6 million, Jeez. whatever. $70 million, whatever. <laughs> Buddy,
1: cheaper than it's two good. flights on Qantas. Who's with me? Okay, everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> che- <laughs>
4: Who wants to be Alan Joyce oh <laughs>
1: this week? Yeah. Honestly, no, uh, still I me. Be- are you kidding me? He's a rich <laughs> fucker. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just, yeah. Whatever he gets paid to get yelled at, I'll take half and, and take the same. Like, if people are like, uh, there's no poor Alan Joyce. Ever in my life,
2: I rarely get nervous meeting famous people. But um, I was with my friend Lucy Durack, and we we're seeing a show at a theatre. I think we're seeing Matilda at the um, Lyric in, in Sydney, and she knows everyone. And she, the manager of the the theatre saw her and I walking down the the aisle, and he was like, oh, come with me. Come to the secret room. We're we're having a special opening. So he opened up this secret side passage. We went through, and there's this room full of extremely famous people, all sorts of famous people there. Um, The person I got most nervous being introduced to was Alan Joyce. (laughs) I was like, oh, you're you're so rich and can destroy my life.
4: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> did you? Did you seriously get nervous meeting him, Dan? Because you've met- I got nervous meeting Alan Joyce. Yeah, You're probably the only person he's nervous. met
1: who's shorter than him. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if I yeah, met him, I'd, I'd pat him on the head, turn him upside down, and shake him for coins.
2: There's only <laughs> one thing shorter than a leprechaun, <laughs> and that's a troll.
3: I feel like his his, um, comms people did him really dirty when they did, you know, the the big song and dance about these record profits and he did these photos where he was obviously like ecstatic because he just made all this money for his shareholders and next to on either side of him, they've got these two girls dressed up in these costumes but they have these ginormous headpieces on which just make them look so tall and him look exceedingly short. He's like... So short. He looks like the shortest king you've ever seen.
2: <laughs> if I was Alan Joyce, I would carry a portable joist to stand on. I would be, <laughs> Alan, where's Joyce's joist? <laughs> so I could be normal height. I,
1: every time I get on a plane and I'm I'm six 6'3", whenever I get on a plane and my legs are up against my ears and I'm like, well, who the fuck designs these planes? I'm uh- like. They're all fucking designed to fit a joyce. Oh. <laughs> 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 He's sitting there swinging his little legs around, taking his fucking millions, the rest of us. Oh.
4: I didn't agree to Are come you have- on this podcast to be, you know, vibrated for being short because I myself am vertically challenged. And let me tell you, it's very, very difficult when you're walking down the chip aisle and you've got a pole vault to get the cheesels. It's <laughs> tough. But I'm also not getting $20 million a year, so, you know, uh, he yeah, can yeah. have
1: his. He can pay a tall person to lift him up.
4: <laughs> I'll do it.
1: I'll do it for basically nothing.
3: And maybe that's your yeah, new I mean, job, you Lewis. That's new my job. new job. Alan Joyce Joyce.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you're listening to the free feed, you'll hear some ads. If you're on the Patreon feed, you'll hear us discuss Albo's interview with Ali Langdon on A Current Affair. Uh, how do you get to hear the free version? Well, you know, if you want an ad-free, sponsor-free version of the show, just sign up to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash fear. You also get discount tickets to live shows as well as access to the Discord.
4: Irrational Fear. It is the end of the world. You may as well laugh about it.
2: Just uh, pausing the podcast, sitting here in the Irrational Fear Lounge with a martini in hand. Hey there, Dan. (laughs) Hey there, Lewis. Good to see
1: you. (laughs) Oh, my God. Is that uh, the rat pack? Hey, boys. (laughs) Take a seat. We'll be right with you after this ad. Hey. (laughs) Hey, if uh, I could offer you a line of crispy,
2: clean uh, superannuation, would you take it? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Only if it's ethical, Dan. It is. Only if it's ethical. It is,
2: because it comes from Australian Ethical. Australian Ethical, our sponsor, who have been dealing with people's money since 1986, putting it into good companies who were part of the solution, taking it away from companies who were bad. I don't think they actually take it away from companies that are bad. They just can't give They just don't give mm. it. It'd be it'd be pretty. They're not Robin Hood. No, no. But it would be pretty fun to go up to, um, you know, uh, uh, McDonnell Douglas and say, hey, give me that $6 billion back. You're not making any more weapons. You're suggesting an ethical heist. Yeah, wouldn't that be fun? That's a great idea. Yeah, not bad. Ocean's 14, are you listening? Uh, this sounds like a, a Michael Lewis book ready to be written. <laughs> <laughs> the Big Long, we could call it. The Big Long Con. I've done it. He's bloody done it. <laughs> I haven't done it. Anyway, uh, big thank you to Australian Ethical for sponsoring this show. They are also the big sponsor for the Australian Women in Media live show which is coming up in a couple of weeks on stage at the Sofitel, the Australian Women in Media Conference, 2023. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. That is it for Irrational for you. Big thank you to Tash XLB, Izzy Phillips and Lewis Hobber. Let's get our plugs underway. Um, Tash, what would you like to plug? You plug in anything?
4: Well, I actually left the full-time field of journalism in February, so I started my own media consultancy or relaunched XLB Media. Anyone out there needing media training or presentation training or if you want to know about crisis management and I'm not just talking about people who are going to say no to the voice, then uh, give me a call. <laughs> (laughs)
2: Tash, um, can you teach people how to do Australian newsreader voice?
4: I don't know what you're talking about, mate.
2: (laughs) Izzy, what are you plugging?
3: Um, I'm plugging Follow Pedestrian on TikTok. I make lots of little fun TikToks, making the news fun, talking about all the good news stuff, like worms, like lots of worms.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Lewis, you're still doing live shows around the country. Oh, my God, you're the busiest man in showbiz right
1: now. Uh, Yeah, I'm doing a tour at the moment. Yeah, uh, the next show is at the Tivoli in Brisbane on the 14th of September, which is nearly sold out. So if you want to come along to that, uh, hop along. Then we are going to Canberra on the 16th, Bendigo on the 21st, and the greatest city in the world, Newcastle. Uh, on the 23rd, which is also nearly sold out. So come along to that. And also, I do have a, another new podcast called Hobber and Hing's Silver Bullet, uh, which is really fun also.
2: Uh, that is it for Rational Fear. Big thanks to Road Mike's Australian Ethical, our Patreon supporters, Jacob Brown on the Teppanyaki Timeline. Also, big thank you to and Morgan for her voice in our sponsorship ad. Until next week, there's always something to be scared of. Goodbye.
0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is supported in part by Australian Ethical.